0: Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalised keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewellery whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for christmas or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time crafted arts is the business for you if you want to know more or see what they have in stock then you can visit them locally at 29 high street barry phillic morgan cf627 eb or you can go onto to their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk you can even email them at info at or maybe just give them a call at 4 double seven eight nine nine four two four eight. Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about Creative Space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film, or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So, do you want to have experience in making jewelry? Do you want to pick up a hobby, but? not know what to take or where to start then look no further than the veil jewelry workshops veil jewelry workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry they will help you make a range of silverware including rings bracelets and many more pieces you will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering texturing shaping and lots more not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well so if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested go on to their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone at zero double seven eight nine seven nine four two four eight. Right, ladies and gentlemen, when when you listen to Creative Space podcast, Pipper and I. Always sit down and talk about our love for theatre, television, films, etc., etc. Now, mentioning theatre to us, it's it's home to us. Mm -hmm. Wherever we lay our costumes in the change rooms, that is our home for a week, two weeks, or beyond. Yes. What we don't expect is the audience to betray us, betray us in such a way. That we lose the passion. hmm uh, do, just... do, do you want to take over now? Or... Do um... you want to take over? And at this moment in time as well, I've actually listened to a very good song, right, called Walking in Memphis <laughs> by, by Mark Cohn. Because it's such a beautiful song. It, it calmed is, me down.
1: It is a good song. It yeah. is a really good song. But... Oh, but the thing is, we need to get back into that angry mindset, because every time I think of it, and especially with what's happened recent, recent, recently, I, se- I, semi-recently. Yeah.
0: Well, listen here, well, before we carry on, with this podcast, I release the episode, mm. or episodes, once at the beginning of the month, and then again at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So you've got two for the best going in and out of the month. Yeah. And so this happened a few weeks ago.
1: Few weeks
0: ago, yes. So, do you want me to explain, or shall I?
1: You crack on, dear.
0: Uh, did you hear what I said? Do you want me to explain, or shall I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> should you?
0: Sorry. Should...
1: I mean, you can still crack. You crack on. Right.
0: So, back in uh, well, I say a few weeks ago, mm. at the one of the theatres in Manchester, I heard. Yes. They were doing a production of the Bodyguard. I've never seen the musical.
1: I've never seen the musical. But
0: I am aware of the film. I've seen the film. I'm aware of the music that is put into the musical. And, of course, one of the songs is sung by Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Now, as much as we are all big Whitney Houston fans, we are big musical theatre fans, once you go into a theatre, these are the rules that you need to abide by. Get your phone out and turn it off. Put it in your pocket, sit there, watch the musical at its finest with your mouth shut. Unless you're
1: eating.
0: Unless you're eating. (laughs) and by all means please just eat very very quietly
1: yeah,
0: eat, please, or please, please try to eat I, I know it's <sighs> not in control of people this is yes. not me trying to be rude in a thing guys I, I, I know some of you who listen to this are big avid theatre fans and you, you do do this you abide by the rules <laughs> unfortunately there is I don't even want to call it a minority no more there is actually a lot of people that do this and I can't fathom why
1: yeah it's look I, I know that people are you know they're, they're seeing certain musicals or certain things that they want to go and see, and you might be a first-time theatre goer, but even as a first-time theatre goer, you're not going to do well what we're about to talk about, which is just out of the question.
0: So what has happened in the musical of of The Bodyguard is that people decided to sing "I Will Always Love You" over the person. Who is playing the part, who is supposed to be singing the character singing the song on stage, spotlight in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, mm. and it's completely ruined the entire show and they had to cancel it afterwards.
1: They did completely cancel it. Yeah, they that,
0: had to cancel it.
1: I know they stopped it to um to escort them out, which um, if I but if I correct me if I'm wrong, but they were drunk, which doesn't Help the situation, mm. um, but I didn't know that they cancelled it after they. I thought,
0: yeah. Well, I I saw in I've seen sorry in the articles and in the uh, on the tweet uh, Twitter on the tweets and everything that is on, <laughs> on, <the, laughs> on the Twitter
1: on the Twitter on the Twitter
0: on the Elon Musk app. <laughs> so yeah, they they were they were drunk. They were. um Really disruptive. And the people that, in all fairness to the people that, quote unquote, escorted them out of the venue, Mm. they had to do it with force.
1: Yeah, I saw the video.
0: Yeah, they had to do it with force. But the people that were trying to justify themselves, it's like, no, no, stop trying to justify your actions. Once you've done wrong, you've done wrong. I'm Mm -hmm. all for people Redeeming, them, redeeming them themselves by saying, "Look, I apologize. I will not do it again. I will learn my lesson. I will do better in the future." Because that's what the human race is, people. Yes, we all make mistakes. We learn from them, and we move on. Yeah. that is the the circle of life. That's how we move on and develop as good, decent human beings. Yeah. But but there are dickheads out there. I'm sorry for swearing, people. Even though I do swear a lot on this podcast. But there are dickheads out there that feel entitled. I use the word entitled strongly because that is what it is. They feel entitled because they've paid. I've paid £30 for a ticket. I paid £50. I paid 100 pounds I paid this much. Yeah, but you're not the one who goes into the auditions, stands it in front of the producers and the directors who are looking at you with blank stares, not knowing what they are thinking about you. Not not Knowing if you're good enough for the part or whatever, you are given the part out of not even out of 10 people, but hundreds and thousands of other people who would die for the part. They would rehearse three to six to nine months, right, to get it right, go on stage and then perform it in front of thousands and thousands of people, millions of people on end to have dickheads ruin it. Mm Mm-hmm. And sorry, I I mean, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it's... (sighs) The reason why I've kept it for so long is because I thought I would just move on from this, uh, and Pippa as well. We thought we'd move on from it and just forget about it because at the end of the day, as I always say, it is what it is. But no, I I can't sit back. There's some things, I mean, I always try and stay out of, quote-unquote, political issues because I'm not familiar with stuff. That I am not passionate about, but when I am passionate about something, people, I will speak up and defend it mm-hmm. with my honour. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I am really, really passionate about is theatre etiquette. And there was another thing as well uh, whoever wrote that article on What's on Stage saying, is the word theatre etiquette still relevant? Should it be um, sent away, never to be said again? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, but do I one. Have... I, I'm At the end of the day, you're saying it's an old phrase or saying, but I've read that What's On Stage article and they're saying, "Oh, should we still use the word theatre etiquette? Yes, because at the end of the day, it is the principles. It is the simple facts of respecting and abiding by the laws of theatre. Because it's respectable and everyone wants to have a good time with theatre. Pippa, take over for a minute. After. I
1: was just about to say breathe, god damn it. Sorry,
0: <laughs> take over, take over.
1: But it's true though. I mean, who. <sighs> You've literally all said it all, I've got nothing else to say now. Yeah. But, um...
0: Podcast over, people, have a nice day. <laughs> I
1: know. Um, but it's. You know, th- this isn't the first time that this, that this has happened. It's. The first time that I've probably seen that it's been dealt with. Mm. The amount of times that I've seen um, people complaining on Facebook groups and stuff. Because I mean, one, one particular Facebook group, and I have no idea how many times I see people complaining, going, um, you know, I. I have to put it somewhere because I'm just feeling so frustrated, you know, that they pay X amount of money for a ticket. Now, some ticket prices can be absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, astronomical prices.
1: Astronomical prices just for, you know, not even front row seats, just like sitting right smack bang in the middle of the stalls. You know, they're still over like 150 quid if you're lucky. Um, And they're like, oh, I went to see X show today. Um, and somebody right at the back um, was singing the songs or was you know speaking it word for word because some people have seen it hundreds of times and you're like you know there are supposed to be um theater uh people who stand at the back ushers Uh, ushers, thank you um you know that's that's what their job is yeah
0: and you've got to feel sorry for them sometimes because they're volunteers most of the time. They're Absolutely. not even paid to do...
1: Yeah, because I was uh, an usher at one point. I did um, volunteering for St. David's Hall, um, which was fantastic. Um, and luckily, most of the old biddies who who go to these things, they haven't even got a mobile phone. So we're fine. Um but you will find that the younger generation they want to film it and they want to put it on social media.
0: It's not even oh. the younger generation; it's the middle-aged people as well that are yeah. tending to do it. Yeah.
1: Well, the the younger generation want to film it and put it on social media. The um the middle generation want to sing along. Um and then take pictures and also post it on social media. And mm-hmm. then the elder, the older generations, they just want to you know have a good time have a good time um but then when you say that you're in the wrong all hell breaks loose Mm. and then they're talking about their rights and it's my right to do what i want because i've paid x amount of money but you're ruining somebody else's experience Mm. who has also paid money and sometimes people have paid more money than you so you need to sit down
0: yeah And Um, shut up.
1: Yeah, sit down, shut up, and watch the film. But the the thing is, is that we need to figure out when it's okay to cheer and when it's okay not to cheer. Now, I will use this as an example. I recently went to see The King and I.
0: Well, in the new theatre in Cardiff. In the new
1: theatre in Cardiff. It is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Now, I was able... um, I was blessed to go and see it when it came to the WMC way back when. Um, and seeing the two shows, right, there was one big difference. And the biggest difference is... Uh, do, do you know um, The King and
0: I? I don't I know the story. I, I've seen the Your Brenner film. I don't know if it's so similar in, it,
1: in... It's... Yeah?
0: yeah it's, oh, it's, I know the story. Yeah, then, it's yeah.
1: basically that. But you know when they do Shall We Dance?
0: Oh, we, who doesn't?
1: Exactly. Um, and in the stage show they make it a big thing because it is a big thing and so as soon as they start dancing people started clapping and cheering mm. because it's you know it is like the iconic yeah. thing from The King and I
0: and the productions know it so they, and the productions know yeah, it and they, may, and they probably intentionally yeah. try to get the audience we want the audience to be off their seats yeah this, but yeah
1: so when I first saw it in the WMC as soon as they as soon as that scene came up and they started dancing everyone you know people weren't cheering but they were you know yeah they Clap were clapping clapping yeah. along in time with the music because it's an iconic scene now when I saw it in the new theater because it was after this situation with the bodyguard nobody clapped it was like a it was just dead and I was I was in my seat and I was ready to clap along but I didn't want to be that person that
0: break break this the the silence to break
1: the silence but I know that at, at the same time if one person starts clapping everyone else will start clapping. yeah
0: it's the domino effect it
1: is the domino effect but at the same time I don't I didn't want to start clapping just for people to, to like turn around at me and like give me the death glare um because of theatre etiquette. Yeah. But I know that, you know, that there are certain things where you can cheer. Yeah. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show is a whole element to itself. Yeah. We're not really gonna talk
0: about And a that. lot of people try to compare it with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. A lot of people say, Well, how come they always say how can the Rocky Horror Picture Show allows you to do it when you can't do it? Because you've got to learn the, what musical you're watching, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's the type of musicals that you're watching. I've got there's a book over there that I've got of musicals, and it's not even it's not even the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? It's I went to see Mamma Mia right at the oh. new theatre. Nice. I went to see the new theatre. I uh, went to the new theatre. One well, Lisa Taylor, bless her heart. Mm. Um, she she did this competition, and it was for like a Christmas. Uh, Competition with okay. Billboard and I, yes, and um, Michaela Virgil um, won the tickets. Right, but her and I, and me and Emily, were actually battling out for these prizes. Uh-huh. And in all fairness to Michaela, her and her husband didn't want to go and watch it, so she gave it to us. And um, but we were right at the far back, at the top, oh. right in the guards, in the balcony, at the furthest back. Yeah. But we saw everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The songs were amazing, and. The thing about that musical, because everyone knows it's an ABBA-based musical, all the songs are ABBA. People will tend to join in, and I've heard people sing along to it. And guess what? None of the cast and crew, even the musician, the orchestra, did not care because they knew this is the type of musical that people should join along. Yes. And even at the very end, right? It was absolutely beautiful. The setting, the colors, and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Even at the very end, the leading characters, the leading performers all turned around and said, come on, join in. Yeah. And everyone was like, way like that. Because it that type of musical, like Rocky Horror Picture Show, they encourage you to join in. Yeah. It's its own experience. Because obviously, I've never been to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: I have. Oh, my Lord. So,
0: so before, right, let's, let's lay that down.
1: Okay.
0: Right. You go in. You can. You're allowed to dress up. Yes. Right as whatever character you want, maybe from the Rocky Horror Show, or maybe from whatever. Right, and it's very immersive in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it breaks the fourth wall a lot. I've yes. I've been told. Yes. Because Emily, um, has said to me that it it really encourages you to be part of it. Oh
1: yeah. You
0: are the the ensemble, the they, chorus. They,
1: they they encourage you to heckle the narrator you've seen the film yeah
0: yeah I've seen the film yeah. you,
1: um, you've got the narrator at the beginning um so he he comes onto the stage at certain points of the certain points of the show and they actively encourage you to like heckle him or, or them or she or her or whoever is playing the uh, the narrator they actively try to you know encourage you to start shouting and and stuff like that and every time Um, because it was a whole experience the first time I went to see it, Mm. because I've seen, you know, traditional stuff and then, um, of course I knew that you could dress up, so I did go dress up the first time and um, so you sit down and then it all all starts and then it gets to the first time, every time he mentioned, the narrator mentions Brad or Janet Damn it! (laughs) it, uh, Brad um Oh they call, I can't remember what they call Brad, but I know that every time they sh- um, he mentions Janet, you shout "Slut." Yeah. Um, I can't remember what, I really can't remember what they call Brad, but I, I sat there horrified because you just don't see that in a musical. Yeah. In, in, in a, you know, when you go to see a musical, you are sat down and you watch the show. Um, if you want to sing along, you mouth the words, but you don't make a sound. When it came to the time warp, the uh, house lights came up and they actively were like, you know, if you don't, it's okay if you don't stand up and and, and dance along, but.
0: It's just a jump to the left.
1: Exactly, with a step to the right.
0: Put your hands on your hips.
1: (laughs) Put your hands on your hands? Is that what you said?
0: I said hips. (laughs) I didn't say hands on my hands. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Put, Put your hands on your hips.
1: It's, it's alright, it's the, you know, it's, it's the time warp, it's fine,
0: it's fine.
1: Let's do the time warp again! again. Oh. Um,
0: have you seen, have you heard of Jack Black's version of that?
1: I saw that, it was wonderful. Oh my god, Jack Black. Jack Black is a legend. Wait, we're
0: going off time, yeah, of, anyway, but it's Jack like, Black. Okay. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it injures, yeah, that's the whole point. It lets you in.
1: Yeah.
0: It lets you in, and that is beautiful.
1: It is, it's and so li- nice.
0: And I want to know... How they got to that point, what changed to let them? Because I bet you, at first, they didn't encourage it back then. I, I don't know, I don't know. Because when, because when they first started, obviously Tim Curry was the original, um, Frank converter. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't know. I'm not a musical historian. Mm. I know him a bit, but I don't know everything. Yeah. So, did did they encourage him back then when it first started? Well, well it
1: must it, it must have. It must have been when it had the cult following.
0: Probably in the of, film, yeah.
1: Because obviously the film didn't do so well when it first came out, and then just all of a sudden it clicked, and then it, yeah. it just became a cult classic. Yeah. So when it became the cult classic, and with, I can't imagine that you know um, Richard O'Brien would have sat there, would sit there and go, yeah, when you go when you go to see the musical, you have to stay seated. No, you know. It, it's one of those things where the music makes you want to get up and dance. It yeah. makes you want to get up and do stupid shit. Um, much like Mamma Mia, the yeah. jukebox musicals. I don't. I don't really know much about the other jukebox. We will musicals. rock
0: you and and. But that's the thing. I... <sighs> But you've got to have an understanding of yes. what you're, and that's the thing, you've got to understand the, the type of audience that you're going to be in. Yes, it's like, um, if I was to go in to watch Sweeney Todd, for example, right,
1: mm.
0: I wouldn't be getting up, singing along, you know, shouting out, um, Where's pies in London, I, I wouldn't be doing that, I'd be going, Oh my god, what the freaking because mm. that's the intention what Stephen Sondheim was doing, yeah. And I had a, a big debate with my uh supervisor, former supervisor. Um, about this because she did not, she does not like Stephen. Sometimes she does not like his music and everything. Why? I, was like, why? I was like, I was like, why? And she was like, oh, he's he. I can't remember what it is It's like oh, you know, he insists upon himself. You know, he makes it difficult. And it's like oh my god, get away, just get away, just go away,
1: <laughs> just be gone. I love his music. I, I
0: love his music, especially into the woods that got nominated for and a few more Tony Awards. Oh, recently, yeah. Nice. Got, got nominated for a few more
1: oh lovely yeah
0: and I love Into the Woods Into the Woods is great so well, that's but this is what I mean though I mean it, I can understand if it's difficult to the point where with jukebox musicals sometimes they do encourage you sometimes they don't but I wouldn't be surprised that they would they would let you join in because at jukebox musicals I mean it says a jukebox it's it's like all the other people are saying um, you know this isn't a karaoke yes I respect that. Uh, it's not a karaoke. I know it's tempting to sing the songs, but there, there's a guideline. There's there's a fine line between being welcomed into the world of that of that world of um, show that you're going to watch. Yeah. Um, but then there isn't.
1: Mm.
0: I I had. I mean, it's like a lot of people. Do you know what one person tried to justify saying? What. There was one person on Facebook saying, yeah, but when I go to watch a show in around Christmas time, I've always been introduced. And I, I was like, I had to oblige by commenting, what show is that? And he went Snow White and the Seven Doors. I mean, was this a pantomime? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, that is absolutely different to watching a musical. Oh, for God's sake. You are, again, you are encouraged to join in. That's what they do. Mm. That's where the traditional pantomime jokes come in. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is.
1: Mm. He's behind you. Oh,
0: no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he
1: is.
0: Come on, boys and girls. You know, that's what they do. Yeah. Don't compare pantomimes to musicals. Because a pantomime, as I said before, is a different
1: Come south. It's okay. It's okay. Deep breaths. But I mean, you would you wouldn't dream of going to uh, going to Annie. You going to see Annie, and then you start singing along to. It's tomorrow. a hard
0: night. Yeah, but then again, I have actually seen it done. They have encouraged people to join in.
1: See now if it's indicated, like the Rocky Horror when the when the floor lights come up, if it's indicated that you can sing along or the you know that you can get up and dance, sure, fine. But stereotypically, when you go to see a show, you sit and you watch it. If yeah. you want to sing along, you wait until you get back into your car.
0: Turn on the radio. Turn,
1: yeah, turn on the radio, turn on turn on the disc.
0: Spotify. Oh,
1: <laughs> showing my age there. You turn on the disc. No, you still turn on and, the discs and everything. I mean... Yeah, and um, and then and, you sing along. If you really, really want to, mouth the words just, in your seat. Yeah. But make it silent.
0: Because I've watched loads of documentaries of musicals and they've always said exactly the same thing. Stephen Sondheim said it. Andrew Lloyd Webber said it. um, uh, God, that was a good clip. Yeah, I, I, I think I picked <laughs> that up on the thing. Um, oh, oh, Stephen Schwartz said it—the the mm-hmm. guy who wrote Wicked. Mm-hmm. I bet they all said exactly the same thing. We want people to leave the theatre s- singing the songs. Yes. But there is a there is a similarity, a pattern there. Yeah. What have they said? To leave the theatre singing the songs, leaving, yes. going, yeah. Le- oh.
1: Not during.
0: No. And uh, we've, we've, we've experienced. I mean, this is where I'm getting a bit worried now. I'm not doing a musical. You are, I have told you I'm doing a one-man play yes. in, in August and September and October time. Nice. Uh, tickets will be out soon. Probably, potentially, when this podcast is out, the tickets will be out soon. Okay, nice. So, potentially, I, I, I don't know yet. Because we're, we're recording this podcast, what, in early May so this may come out late may early june so the tickets will be out then Oh um i'm doing a one-man play about a footballer called fred keenor who won the fa cup with cardiff city in 1927 it's the only fa cup they've won right in their history i know you're not a football fan but i bet you know what the fa cup is it's the most It is literally the most prestigious football trophy in British football history, or English football history. There's the Premier League, obviously, which is the the league title, and then you've got the, the FA Cup. That is the prestigious cup to win. Cardiff were the first and only team out of England to win it. And the story is about Fred Kino and his life journey of reaching that FA Cup win, how he became the captain, how he conquered... All expectations. He fought at the Battle of Somme in World War One, got shot, told that he would never play football again and he still goes on. That's his life story. I'm playing the character mm. and it's a one-man play. Now this puts me on edge. Nothing to the fact that I gotta to learn tons and tons of lines, mm. but the fact that what happens if someone decides to go way like that? And I'm on my own on stage. Mm. Because again, theatre etiquette.
1: Because I know that sometimes, I mean, with, with you doing a one-man play, you have the choice mm. of either acknowledging that, if it, if it's, if you can lean it into what you're talking about, yeah, you can. You you can probably incorporate that into yeah. it,
0: well, but, but at the yeah. same
1: time, if it's if it's during like a um, an emotional scene, an emotional scene or scene that you can't really bring it into what you're talking about, you're gonna have to ignore it. But th- but there again, like I want to know <laughs> what goes through people's brains when they think about heckling, you know, sh- shows specifically like you know, like the one man
0: play or, um, you know, plays, plays that are straight up dramatic. Yeah. Nothing comedic about it, you know. Can
1: you imagine if someone goes to see the woman in black and then, um, when they're behind the, you know, the the two men, someone goes, she's behind you. Yeah. They would be immediately escorted. Yeah. Escorted out. No ifs, ands or buts.
0: Yeah. Why? I've been to see The Woman Black twice. Once in London, once in the new theatre in Cardiff. Same. Yeah. I love it. The London version absolutely 100% shot me pants. <laughs> I, I, I I was sat against a wall and I still looked behind myself. I don't know why. There was a wall behind me and I still had to look behind. Man. That's how effective it was.
1: Mate, I was in the front row because I went with school.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, but She I w-
1: looked into my non-existent soul. It was terrifying. Yeah.
0: I went with Barry Boyce, and I was. And I remember leaving the show, and Ian uh, Pekenjak and Mr. Mister Hillborn, uh, I just looked at him in the eyes. I was like, you horrible, horrible bastards, you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Then I yes. went to uh, see it in the new theatre. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst experience of my life.
1: Really? Yes. What? Why? Why?
0: Because for some weird reason, I do not know who came up with the decision of leaving the lights on. What? In a horror play. Oh my God. For the sake of health and safety. I'm not being funny, but if you are going to watch a play in a theatre regardless turn the lights off
1: Mm. or at least dim dim them to the point of they're not going to be a distraction yeah
0: but at a horror play horror Mm. the the audience are going on their own accord it's not for you to to oh my god i'm losing my speech therapy lessons here it's nothing for them to worry about they left the lights on. We saw the woman in black walking through the audience. That's how bad it was. Oh,
1: that's horrendous.
0: We literally just turned to our right and went, oh my God, there it is. There she is. My friend, you know Poppy Tremlett, don't you? Uh,
1: the name definitely rings... Up. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we were sat next to, uh, next to each other watching it and I was... I was up for it because I knew what was happening. I'd seen it before and Poppy has never seen it before and there was another couple of friends who have never seen it before and I'm just laughing my ass off because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but nervous because I thought, oh my God, what are they going to do that's different? Mm. Right? And um, Poppy was there going oh my god please, I'm so scared and I'm like <laughs> you're going to laugh <laughs> I'm going to love this the
1: second night. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> kiss your ass goodbye woman <laughs> and uh, yeah they didn't even turn the lights up and I was like oh my god and in all fairness to it, it was with Alex and, and John mm-hmm. Um, I remember Alex losing her mind after that show really yeah because she said I'm going to ask for a refund that was absolutely a dreadful experience
1: oh god
0: yeah and that's another thing as well that can ruin. And But again, going on to the topic, you, you just don't... You wouldn't do that in a... Uh, no. But I remember a story which got someone into trouble. I, I don't blame this person to to the point. Because mm. people react differently, don't they? Yes. There was a guy who um, went to go and watch The Woman in Black with a, a few family members, I think it was, and... Um, Unfortunately, it was the woman in black. Mm. And the guy had the woman in black. The, the woman in black actually scared the guy to the point where because she was right next to him and she scared him that much that he actually <gasps> went... What's <Wallop>
1: someone?
0: <laughs> <Wallop. No. laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <gasps> but it's just the fact that he just went... Oh, wallop. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm thinking, well... That's one way to deal with that. That That's one
1: way to deal with a woman. Jesus, (laughs) was she okay? Uh, I don't know. Oh my god! Oh my god! At least
0: the makeup could cushion the blow. I I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I heard it. I don't know if it's a if it's a true story or whatever. Like I said, it's a story that I've heard. Yeah. But it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because. I'm not surprised because, like I said, if you're scared, people react differently. People go, yeah. you go, "You go, boo," and people react in a way like, "Oh my god," you know, and yeah. they run away. But some people actually go, "Oh," and they fight because it's an instinct yeah. reaction to fight back for some people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. It was yeah. just... But going on to the theatre etiquette side, there is a boundaries. There. Yes. What the guy did, the the whole point of that story is, yeah, what he did was theoretically wrong.
1: Yeah, but you can't... But you can't blame him. You can't really blame him. Yeah,
0: because they may have... It's like, in some shows, there is, like you said, there are boundaries. There are boundaries for what the audience can do and what the performers can do. Yeah. Because the performers... I'm surprised. I don't know who... I know it's a famous person who played um, the Whitney Houston character, but I'm so surprised that... um, she didn't stop the song. Going stop. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's because in a when in a professional environment, environment you're always told to ignore whatever happens,
0: unless you're like a a, a big name, a, a very big name that you're not yeah. going to be touched. Yeah, you know it's. Um, I've heard stories before, but I've heard stories back in the day the likes of Richard Burton. Mm. Good old Richard Burton. <laughs> um, Laurence Olivier. Yeah. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Richard Harris, the original uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I mean, I'm talking... I mean, some of these are hell races in some ways. the are big time Al keys and everything. But um, you've got the likes of Al Pacino as well on the stage. You've had um, probably Marlon Brando. Some of the biggest names in theatre. And I've heard maybe... I don't know which one is point... But going sticking to the British performance side, I've heard some stories where they've stopped a Shakespearean performance Mm -hmm. and gone, shut your mouth. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was someone like, I don't know much about Richard Burton because Richard Burton's always maintained that professional standard of, just leave it be, sort it out later. Mm. But the likes of Richard Harris and Peter O'Toole, mm. the, them guys, I it wouldn't surprise me if they actually stopped the performance and gone, shut up.
1: Yeah. And um, but unfortunately, unless you act, unless you're an unless you have that big name to back you up, you're not gonna be able to do that. Yeah. You just have to act professionally and just try and ignore it because even if if you put one foot out mm. of line to you know, to
0: to break that fourth wall. Then. To break
1: that fourth wall, you will be penalized for that.
0: Yeah, blackballed, if be. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, for for example, going back to um, when I first started doing theatre, I was always told that as soon as you were on stage, you were professional. You are not to wave at your parents. You are not to. Um, you know do anything out of great character great character yeah um and i would be penalized uh, you know um if i broke any of those rules you know (laughs) keep your hands off your rufa doofah, you know not to put your hands in in front of yourself yeah your hands always had to be either by your side or behind your back or you know something like that something Mm -hmm. that wasn't covering your bits um but you know, so there are rules for when you're an actor as well. But those rules should also be there for the for the audience. Yeah,
0: there's always a reason when when I used to do every time I do a show, and this is what I'm doing for my show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: my play. Because me and my executive producer Mark, we've had a chat about this, and I said, "Listen, you could you please announce this on the stage? Say, look, phones away." Please turn them on silence now. Mm-hmm. Um, do not speak. Do not anything unless... I, I didn't say it unless you are encouraged. Yeah. But it's like w- with my play, because it's a, a football yeah. story element to it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind like a Cardiff City fan because it's about a Cardiff City yeah. player. Gone. Yes. Because I may use that. Like you said, I'm exactly. gone. Yes, we did that. Yeah. Because it brings that... And then maybe in the test of time when I'm in my thirties, forties or whatever, and i could be playing that part again, that or those audience people can know if we do that at a certain moment, he that reaction would come. Yeah. But again, it's trying to find that fine line. But how do you find the fine line? How do you when's it when's it the right moment? And it's simple. You've got to know your musicals. Yeah. You've got to know the plays you're, you're but, going to watch.
1: Yeah, but even if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, just play by ear. Yeah. Like, if you, do, if you don't know what you're going to do, more often than not, you're, the safe bet is to do nothing. And then when you're encouraged, or when, if someone else starts it, and then they start clapping, and then the domino effect, you can start clapping, yeah. which is fine. But... Going back to the rules, uh, not the rules, the the announcement that you said that you're going to say, even though they have those announcements in almost every show that I've been to.
0: There's always one.
1: Well, every every show that we've been to have had those announcements. Please turn your phones off. Please don't talk. Um, You know, recording is prohibited and any photos is prohibited. You know, picture taking is prohibited.
0: Prohibited.
1: It's not allowed. You know, <laughs> there will always be one or two people.
0: Not people, just not Because,
1: like, it stresses me out to no end. Now I can understand, for, in in one respect, but because I've been brought up to say rules or rules, um you know. So we'll talk. I'll talk about one, and then I'll talk about the other. Yeah. Um. I'm going to talk about the one that's not going to make you go off on one. Um, for now. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, damn. <dumb.
1: laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, there is a dance troupe that my sister Ellie is involved with. And um, when we go and see the, um, the, o- the overall shows um, where they do different dances for what they've been yeah. doing throughout the year um at the beginning of the show they say not to take pictures and not to take videos because of the chi- of the children you know it, it's it, it's child pre- protecting those children yeah. because not every child wants to be recorded yeah. not every you know not the the parents normally don't really want their child to be photographed yeah. by another person but people will still do it and I'm looking at mum and mum looks at me and we're like, what is the point of these um,
0: announcements. announcements
1: if no one is going to, going to take care of it? And even the ushers do not say anything because they don't want to start an argument. They don't want to start a fight. You know, because everyone is all hush, 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 hush. No one does it. Now I will bring the one that is probably because you were there.
0: Ah, oh, Beauty and the Beast.
1: Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh God! Me.
1: Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that they were talking, the exa- they asked me the question, the exact moment when the announcement said, um, because it was uh, during the latter end of COVID, um, we still had our masks on, mm.
0: um,
1: and they turned round to me as they as the announcement was saying, "Please, can you leave your masks on?" Mm. for the duration of the show and then when you leave you know when, when you get up and leave you can take your masks off but while you're sat down please keep your masks on and they turn around to me and you Ah, oh, are we allowed to keep our masks on well, if you shut up and listen they, they would have said um and they also mentioned about filming and recording well they're the exact same thing but the pictures and filming being prohibited
0: what did they do? Oh, what didn't they do? What
1: did they do? They recorded the entire opening on Snapchat to send to their friend.
0: And now, how many times did you ask them not to do it?
1: How many times did I? Uh, at least twice.
0: No, three times. It, I it counted. Was, it was three. I was like, counted.
1: But at that point, what do you do? Yeah. Because, I mean it's clear that they're not well, they're not going to listen yeah. to us, but because we were so high up in the gods, I don't think there was a there was an usher no there was an usher when we first came in, but then as soon as the doors closed and the show started, they weren't in
0: do you remember, us. i remember I remember you asking an usher though I remember you saying they they're doing this, and I remember an usher dick coming down and say, Don't do it. I think another problem as well. Is ushers not um, fulfilling their responsibilities and their du- the fulfilling their duties mm. as an usher mm. it is to make sure the audience are having a good time but also not being nobits. Mm-hmm. Do you know we need to tally shout of how many times I'm gonna say nobbit on, <laughs> on this podcast because it's it's getting out of hand. But you, you see what I'm trying to say here is yeah. that it's like I know I said earlier, ushers are majority volunteering. Yes. They volunteer. What's in it for them? To
1: see the... See, because the, I, I can say that from um, an usher... Ex-usher perspective. You go you go, and you do this specifically so you can see a show. Yeah. Because I will put my hand up and I did this. Mm. I went and I, I booked myself in for for these shows because I wanted to see them. But I still did my job. Um, but I think the, the the biggest problem is that now, obviously, this is just my opinion and my perspective. But when usher when you're not being paid to do something, obviously you want to make it want to make your time worthwhile. Um, so the ushers might accident accidentally be stuck watching the show and then they forget.
0: What their job is, what
1: their job is, and it's to stop all of that yeah. recording and stop all of those pictures because, um, you know, especially with these smart watches now, if the, if a notification goes off on your phone, and then after like a thirty seconds to a minute, it goes off on your phone, and that just shines in the dark area, yeah. and then obviously you've got people uh, recording, which there again the screen is so bright, it is distracting really distracting for the people who Mm. who, who were trying to watch it behind you like common courtesy you
0: know do do you think as well it's like a psychological thing that um, the reason why audiences are not saying anything is because it's not the thinking for themselves it's that the thinking thinking Hmm. for others because you're worried that you're going to start an argument and then it's this whole pandemonium thing of people and it it ruins people are scared to speak up because the fear of ruining the event for others and mm. the. Because
1: <sighs> at the same time, yeah. by by speaking out, you're also causing sound, so you're also adding
0: the problem to that
1: distraction. Yeah, but at the same time, if people don't say anything, then these people are going to get away with filming the, um, filming the shows on Snapchat.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, and do you know what's going back into the is as well, and because it's volunteering, and I'm not persecuting, persecuting you or anyone like that involved, yeah. but it's, it's because you've, you've chosen to, to volunteer, you've chosen, so please fulfil the jobs, not you yeah, directly, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, um, but would have made a difference if they were paid? And this is the thing about the Wales Millennium Centre, right? Mm. I, I really like that venue. It's a big venue. It's a big venue. You're having, what? Multi-million, billion-pound musicals? It's mm. come to that. Are you charging them? Okay, how much? How much? Hundreds of thousands of pounds? Really? Okay. Where's the money going? To? Oh, it's going to... the Okay. Why can't you pay the ushers?
1: See, are, are the ushers paid in the WMC?
0: I've heard they volunteer.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: See now So in... why, can't, why can't you pay them? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a charity. No, 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 no. Here's, here's the thing, right? It would be different if you paid them. Because if you paid them, they do the job.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that I personally would try and um, solve that problem is by putting a camera right at the very top and probably one towards...
0: uh, The stalls or somewhere like that?
1: Yeah, so you've got one at the top, one from the stage looking towards the audience and then one at the very back looking towards the stage. Now you've got all areas covered. If you can see... um,
0: A light flashing.
1: A light flashing. Earpiece to the ushers if they didn't see it. Um, That way, you can also watch the ushers to make sure that they're doing their job, doing their duty. Um, And you can also find out who's trying to get, who's trying to see a free show, but also doing their job. If they're not doing their job, then they're just trying to have a free show. Um, But also the cameras won't be in anybody's way. So they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be seen. Unless they're big, huge, like, cameras.
0: Come on, in today's technology, we can make a camera so tiny. Exactly. But it can it can pick up l- hundreds of miles away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, you don't want that, I mean, but you want something that's no, going to be reasonably...
1: Yeah, you want something to create a live feed where somebody in the office in the office can just watch it um you know it doesn't have to be watching it 24 7 but like just keep an eye on it every so often yeah. just to make sure you that... still
0: have a book in the office you know you can still be doing yeah. something like have a read a book or something it's the easiest and guess what it's the easiest job in the world
1: it really is because all you
0: have to do is just literally look at them and go oh, okay I'll go and get myself a cup of tea you go back and then the camera will pick it up and go oh wait a minute uh, Simon um, can you yeah can you yeah. have a look right I'm watching you yeah come on mate yeah it's easy yeah I do it
1: yeah and
0: with as many glasses as I can well, <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: but you know it, there are simple simple resolutions which yeah obviously other people
0: haven't thought of. Mm. Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalised keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewellery, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Vale of Morgan, CF62, 7 EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk You can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk Or maybe just give them a call at 077-89-942-48 Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about creative space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewellery, do you want to pick up a hobby, But do not know what to take or where to start, then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware, including rings, bracelets and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering, texturing, shaping and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildrewryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone them at 77 People, please, please, please just respect the theatre.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless you're Vanessa... Freaking, Feltz.
1: Yeah. What did they say? Because I because that's the one thing that I didn't.
0: Right, on the, um... It was on this morning. Mm. The show this morning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Alison Hammond, Dimitri O'Leary and Vanessa Feltz were in the studio area. Nick Ferrari was calling in from uh, Zoom on in the in the LBC oh, okay. uh, radio station yes. of the studio. Nick Ferrari was completely against. Those kind of behaviour. He was there going, no, it should not happen. It never should happen. Stop being a knobhead. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa Feltz just goes and goes, but it's a musical. They should be allowed to sing while eating, scoffing down ice cream. That's the whole point of a musical, is it? No. It's like, no, no. Shut up. And Dermot O'Leary and and Alison Hammond they were reading reviews and comments of what was happening and they were laughing our asses off about it now I've right. watched the whole segment and what I did not agree with in this whole situation was that the no offence to Nick Ferrari mm. he's not a theatre expert mm. he's not an actor he's not a stage actor he's not a stage director he's not a producer he's not He's even though he stood up for the, the theatre etiquette yeah no offense to him. I wouldn't have had him on my show on the show. I would have had someone who is Yeah. Whether it be like I don't know, Andrew Lloyd Webber mm. or I mean Christopher Biggins or I know he does pantomimes but he knows the theatre. He knows the theatre.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, have have someone like Alfie Boe. Mm -hmm. Michael Ball have someone like them to come on um, on that programme and let you tell Vanessa Fels shut up you don't know what you're talking about you've never been on the stage you've never had someone heckle you you have not had someone shining the light directly in your vision because of reasons
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right and Dermot O'Leary and Alison Hammond just sat there laughing at the fact that there were people really upset about it and in all fairness to Alison Hammond a lot of people it's like it's like now that that Alison Abben is going to the theatre a lot, right? And, uh, and Back to the Future released the post, um, I don't know if it was today or the other day, and said, oh, um, look who came to visit us behind the scenes. It's Alison Hammond. But luckily, no one was singing there tonight. It's tongue-in-cheek. Mm. So it's all forgiven. But what Alison Hammond did, she apologised afterwards because mm. there was such a backlash yeah there was a backlash against Dermot O'Leary there was a backlash against Alison Hammond there was a backlash against Vanessa Feltz I don't and in all fairness, Nick Ferrari wasn't even touched because he supported he backed it, um, up the people who who want to have a good time yeah right he said no it should never happen fair play to you mate but Dermot O'Leary what did he do it's like oh people are taking things out of context of one little tiny clip uh, well you know people look You know, have a good Easter. I don't care. He didn't say, I don't care, but it's the way, the tone of his quote unquote statement is like, no, you shouldn't have, um, you you read it completely wrong, get a grip. I'm like, mate, screw you. Mm. Go to hell. But in all fairness, Dallas and Hammers he said, listen, I'm sorry, you know, that was not my intentions at all. I didn't want to upset people, that wasn't the goal. Listen, I want to learn and better. I thought fair play to you. You know what? Oh, you, you've accepted whether or not you were in the wrong or not. Mm. But you apologized. You said, look, I, I'm sorry. You you acknowledged it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Move on. Mm. That's it. Move on. Yeah. But then there are people who just want to take it further. And go, you're not sorry. You only said sorry because you were caught out. Well, uh, I'm thinking, get a grip. What, what, what's she supposed to do? Mm. But then again, now she's been announced with a pantomime.
1: Ha! Really? So,
0: yeah. So, maybe they'll make a joke of it. And do you know what? If I was there, I'd laugh at that. I'd go, fair enough. Because people are going to forget about that incident. But unfortunately, they're not going to forget of what not to do
1: Mm -hmm. in a theatre. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your take on... um...
0: Fuck Vanessa Felt as well, you fucking twerp. <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry. I can't stand the woman. I cannot stand her.
1: Fair. Don't
0: worry, so, that'll, that'll cut out. That'll be cut out, don't we? <laughs> um.
1: So, what is your take on alcohol being served? Because obviously, because when you when you see the clip, mm. it's very clear that um, alcohol has had a huge kind of impact
0: influence or something
1: uh, influence on those two ladies who screeched like cats and then escorted
0: the The situation is nothing to do with the theatre I don't think because the you need to drink a lot in a short period of time when the theatre doors open to when the show starts you yeah. need to guzzle down a lot of alcohol to be intoxicated to go into a Theater show. So I don't think it's the fault of the theatre people selling alcohol. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the fault of one of the individuals that do come in before because there's always the pre-drink scenario. There are pubs and, yes. and restaurants and bars all around the theatre and it, it can't be helped by the theatre. It's not their responsibility. Mm. You can't turn around and tell the business owner who owns a pub right next door to the theatre, whatever you do, can you not sell alcohol an hour before our show starts? Because that pub landlord is going to respond back by going, ha, no, on your bike. Yeah. It's down to the individuals. It's 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 down to the people that are going to the theatre. Mm. And now, I'm seeing that. How do you assess... Because this is where I'm trying to question myself now. Because I was thinking about this as you were asking me this question. Is how do you... Um... I, I don't I don't know what the word is. how do you spot someone that has had too much alcohol? A lot of people say, well, yeah, but they stagger they stagger into the the, the theater or they stagger in it's like yeah, not when they' always, there. but not always. People know how to handle their drink,
1: yeah i mean i will I will give an example my partner um when his father was alive, he passed a couple of years ago um I came home uh, from work one time, and he was really chatty to me, and the, the father-in-law, and, and I was just, you know, chatting everything. And I went upstairs, and he, my partner, was really, really aggravated. And I was like, What's the matter with you? Now, his dad was drunk, and I was, but I didn't, I didn't know, because um, number one, I didn't know him very well, but also number two, I. It, it, There was nothing about him, there was no smell, there was nothing about him that kind of gave the vibe. There was no, yeah.
0: Um,
1: And he said, the only reason why I know is because he's very chatty. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I just kind of put that information away. But I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell. Mm. If a person you know yes, if they stagger a bit, obviously it's a, it's a little bit of a telltale sign. If they're slurring their words, that's another little bit of a telltale sign. But those are stereotypical um, bullet points of being yeah. drunk. So would you not sell alcohol at your show?
0: Unfortunately, one of the venues is Tiny Rebel.
1: Ah right yeah okay
0: and i i can't help that
1: no but i mean if if you were for example in the new theater or in the wmc
0: if i was in a place like that um my answer would be no that is a very brave answer for me to say that no um what i would do i would only sell um short amounts of alcohol if you know what I mean, so when people say, "Oh, can I have a because sometimes they've ask for a bottle of this, yeah, and spread it out, and some of the glasses I'd go, "Well, no, have a if it was like a soft drink, well, give them like a pop of pint or pop of whatever, yeah. but give them half pint like half a pint of what, half a pint of wine, half a pint of this because and only give them and then put it this way. If this situation gets out of hand to the point where there's been so many on record, so many alcohol-induced incidents, that we call it... Well, yeah, we'll go with that. Let's go with that. That are caused by alcohol. Any incidents like the one in the bodyguard that were caused by alcohol, then we do need to look back and go, right, we need to clamp down on this and we need to clamp down on it hard yeah. Well, and my way of putting it is I don't want to like you said ruin the the fun for people and not to have a drink. Everyone's entitled to have a drink. Just know your freaking limits.
1: Yeah. Um because I'm not going to It's you, not rocket science. I've never gone to a theater, gone to a theater show and drank alcohol.
0: I I have. Um but I've only had enough time to have one. Mm. But what you do in a theatre when you're waiting to go into the auditorium or whatever. Yeah. You sit, you chat, like we're doing. You've got your pint and you're having a chat. Mm. You're talking more than what you're drinking. Yeah. Because you go sip, put it down, chat, 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 chat. I'm looking forward to this, Mandy. Oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, so and so is in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop for a minute, have a sip, put your drink down. I've seen it done Mm. because I'm a nosy bugger. <laughs> no and am knows it. I can actually tell people's way of communicating and talking yeah I mean it's 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 a difficult one that, that is a good question by the way mm. it is a di- it is a, a good question but it's a difficult question to it's answer very, very because difficult it's not for another's sake it's that what it's that particular individual or that particular I'd say the most cause are the maximum of three or four people a family
1: yeah
0: right but if I were in charge of a theatre like the new theatre, I would only sell half a half pint, or sorry, half a glass. Mm. I wouldn't sell spi- I wouldn't sell spirits.
1: Oh no, spirits at all.
0: I wouldn't sell spirits.
1: So what alcohol would? You-
0: Lagers, like I would sell. I, I um, sell wine. Okay. A selective, but when it comes to wine, wine that is not. Got loads of alcohol in it. If you know... you know that on the back they always say... Oh,
1: the um, percentage. Put
0: the percentage. I go for the lowest percentage where there's not much alcohol in it. There is alcohol in it if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, with beers, lagers, I go for the ones that haven't got them. I mean... Coors. Not a fan of Coors per se. I drink Madri, but I would go anything that's under... 4%. Mm. And I give them half. Or... If it's not going to be that bad just for one, then give them a pint. Th- th- that's how I do it. Mm. But then again, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yes. Um, but having seen that, I-, I don't know if I've answered your question the way you want me to answer. Because mm. to be honest with you, it's a really difficult one. I-, I don't know what, if that's. What I'm,
1: in... what I'm trying to. You know, the, the, the question going through my mind is why do you have to have alcohol when you go to the theatre? Does the alcohol enhance the show? No, it doesn't. Mm. Does it taste nice? Yeah, sure. But it's not necessary or integral to the experience mm. of going to a theatre. Because as I as I said to you, I don't think I've ever drank alcohol when I'm at well when I'm at a theatre. I might have like a, a cider with my food. Just you know, if I go to a pub or if I go if I yeah. go out out before going to the theatre. But you would never, ever find me buying an alcoholic drink before I go and see see a show. Because the theatre is not a place that I would put alcohol and show together. Now, annoyingly, the only show that kind of comes to mind where you might get a bit of a giggle is the Rocky Horror Picture show. But even then, I wouldn't, even consider having alcohol before I, eat, before I go and mm. see the show. Because I would want to be of, I know having one or two drinks just before I go and see a show isn't going to make you smashed, but I would want to be of sound mind mm. when I go and see a show. Because if it's good, or if I know that I'm going to be enjoy it, I would like to go home and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, it was, the show was fantastic, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But I can do all of that without drinking. It's not a requirement to go to the show. Yes, it's nice. Yes, it's a luxury. But it's not necessary. And people, and adults, shouldn't feel...
0: Obliged.
1: Yeah, they they shouldn't feel like I'm taking something away if alcohol is not there. If you're going and you expect alcohol, why? If If you're an alcoholic, that's another kettle of fish. But... If you went to the theatre, would you expect alcohol? Mm. Would you expect a bar? I mean, I, I, I would expect a bar that sells drinks.
0: I think the whole point of the theatre—I'm not trying to justify it—but I think the whole point of the theatre is that it's an outgoing experience. And yeah. when you think of soft drinks like Coca-Cola and Dr Pepper and Sprite and all them, all them types of drinks, yeah. they're not necessarily the. They're not labelled as going out drinks, if you know what I mean. When no. you when you're going out, you want to have a proper going out. Let's have a pint of beer. Um, let me enjoy a pint because they are considered the quote unquote out out drinks. Yeah, I think that's why people do like to have a drink at the theatre. Where they, um, mm. like I said, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm, I'm not saying no. That I'm at
1: all. also not trying to justify it. Yeah, because like cause...
0: I said, it's a it's a very it's like I said, it's a very difficult topic
1: yeah
0: where you can't really answer no No. one has the answer for that
1: no you can't because you do
0: you get rid of it and i don't know when people think that it's decreasing the adventures or going to the theater less adventurous yeah or are you doing a good thing and making people realize you don't need it because
1: i know that there will be the people out there and be like oh well um, you're taking away the, you know. You're taking
0: away my freedom.
1: Yeah, you're taking away. You're taking away the ability of me to enjoy a drink when I go and see a show. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not
0: knocking it. Owen. I'm not
1: knocking it at all, but I'm just trying to consider the the ways of reducing somebody going to see a show drunk mm. and disturbing the show drunk. Yeah, because I know that um, I know in certain places you can uh, purchase a drink. To pick up during the interval. Why?
0: Put it this way. It's a never-ending circle. It's a catch-22.
1: It is, yes.
0: That's the problem. Yeah. How do you solve it? Don't know. You don't. Where do you start? Don't know. How do you stop it? Don't know. There could be some harsh bastard bastard saying, stop it all completely. Mm. There could be someone going... No, do it this way, you know, the complete opposite to what the harsh person said. Where do you start? Yeah. It still doesn't answer the question.
1: You know, people aren't going to turn around and go, oh, I can't believe you're not selling alcohol. I demand a refund. (laughs) Can you imagine it? Yeah,
0: I demand a refund. No, fuck off. (sighs) Do you know what? If that is the reason... I think the reason, and it should be if that would be down to the producer. If the producer is very clever and I'd say, "Oh, if people asking for a refund because they can't have an alcohol drink, it's two hours," I'd say no.
1: Hmm.
0: Say like, I'm sorry, no.
1: You could have had a refund twenty four hours if I, if you because um, where was it? I can remember buying tickets, and there was a no refund policy. The only way that you could get a refund. Is if you were in hospital or if you passed away or it, like very extreme circumstances, which clearly shows that you wouldn't be able to make it. Mm. Only then would you get a refund. And I was like, good, because lots of people will just go, oh, I couldn't make it. I want a refund. When in actual fact, they forgot about it and they missed it.
0: Yeah. I've done it. Really? Yeah. I missed the chance to meet Graham Norton new theater because one i forgot about it Mm -hmm. i only realized on the day whoops and i was got because i love graham norton um and i only had an and it was when i realized it was it was only i only had an hour to get to cardiff and everything and this was on a sunday oh so it was like oh it is and i just went oh it is what it is and thing is i bought the tickets months and months ago Mm -hmm. so it was like oh that's Gone past me. I'm not gonna get the money back. Oh well.
1: No. How much for the tickets? Do you remember? It
0: was like 25 quid. No, I paid I paid 32 pounds because I purchased it with the book. Oh,
1: okay. So I'm
0: not gonna get the book.
1: Oh. So
0: I'm But guess what? It's gone to the right person.
1: Yeah.
0: Excuse me, Mr. Stees. <laughs>
1: what was that?
0: No, I blocked my nose because I go oh. like that sometimes and Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a very tricky business mm. that we that we love to do, but it also it's a tricky situation. Yeah. What do you do?
1: Unfortunately, with with that kind of situation, I don't think we can or you can do or say anything. No. Um, unless you prepare people beforehand, and before they but you know. During the booking process, turn around and go, by the way, no alcohol will be sold during this production. Yeah. Um, Sorry, me. Yeah. See, LOL. Yeah, see, see what happens. But, I mean, as I said to you before, alcohol should not be a make-or-break situation for you going to the theatre. No. You go into the theatre to see a show. <sighs> I know.
0: It's... Well, at least we got it off our chest now. Yeah. We got it off our chest. Yeah. And we're still going to love it. And I can't wait to go to more shows in the, in the new theatre.
1: Talking of which, have you seen that then bringing back Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. <gasps> well, the I'm...
0: musical or...? No,
1: no, 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 no not, not the musical. Because uh, the musical's brand new, isn't it? Yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's um, a play.
0: Oh yeah, uh,
1: Sh- <laughs> uh Sherlock Holmes and the Valley of Fear, or something oh, like
0: that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing another Agatha Christie play. Ooh. Very and nice. then there were none. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: did you see the Jacqueline Hyde? Uh, the no. Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalized keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewelry whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts. It's the business for you if you want to know more or see what they have in stock then you can visit them locally at 29 high street barry phillic morgan cf627 eb or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk you can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk or maybe just give them a call at 77 89 trust me it's worth it for the perfect gift the best thing about creative space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film or even theatre, we also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewellery, do you want to pick up a hobby, But do not know what to take or where to start, then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware, including rings, bracelets and many more pieces you will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering texturing shaping and lots more not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well so if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested go onto their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone at zero double seven eight nine seven nine four two four eight.